If you have any topic suggestions that you'd like to hear more about or questions that you're hoping that we could maybe address on a future podcast, you can click the Get in Touch box right on our website at ktsmoneymatters.com. And the Hardworking Woman's Guide to Money, available either on our website, KT's Money Matters, or on Amazon. Or of course, you can find our link in the show notes. Working with your investments, retirement, insurance, estate or tax planning, or just dealing with everyday expenses, your money matters. Let KT Thomas help you make the most of it. This is KT's Money Matters. Hey there, and welcome back. This is KT from KT's Money Matters, coming to you with your tips and quips and ideas about making money, growing money, saving money, investing money, spending money. Today, we're going to talk about the least favorite emotional time of year. Post the Super Bowl and before April 15th. That's right. It's tax time again. And I'll tell you every year when it seems like it should be easier it somehow gets more complicated. Today, we're going to talk about tips to help you get more organized. And we're going to dig into the idea of whether or not it's reasonable to do your own taxes and how much money you could save by doing your own taxes and what kind of benefits do you really get if you hire a professional and who should think about hiring a tax expert versus who might want to go it alone. The rules are forever shifting. So this is specifically for people that are making decisions about what to do with your 2019 tax prep and how to get your taxes done, filed, and your refund if it's coming back to you before April 15th. That and more after the break. Hey, Money Matters community, KT here. I could use a little help. And I'm hoping that maybe you, my regular listener, would be willing to give me a little bit of feedback. I've been running the show now for more than 110 episodes. I'm trying to figure out how best to grow my audience and keep it fresh and interesting for those that are tapped into the Money Matter community. How can you get this feedback to me? Well, there are a number of ways. First, you could go to ktsmoneymatters.com and you could complete a questionnaire. This would be great if you are interested in sharing talk ideas or shows that you'd be interested in learning more about in the future or you could rate and review my show wherever you listen to your podcasts. But most importantly, if you happen to listen to your podcasts on Apple, taking just a minute to rate and review my show really helps boost my listenership. I appreciate the fact that you listen to my show on a regular basis and that this is an ask that I have for you to help me. Hopefully you'll take a few minutes, rate and review my show and give me some feedback. And remember, you can always send me an email right off of the KT's Money Matters website. I appreciate your feedback. And now, back to the show. So I don't know about you guys. I mean, I was kind of, I'm kind of a big football watcher and I really liked watching the Super Bowl. And I couldn't believe that in the last 10 minutes of the game, the 49ers, by the way, who I was rooting for, just basically stopped paying attention and the Chiefs took it away. They played well. Both teams played really hard the entire time. But at the very end, it was all about paying attention in that last five or 10 minutes, not giving up hope and getting it done. I kind of love that kind of a story. It just resonates with me when I think about hardworking people and focusing on the details that matter. 
The thing I know about tax planning is because we only do it once a year, we never really get very good at it. So every year it becomes this, oh my God, I'm going to have to do that. And people get kind of myopically focused on little financial things and they take their eye off the big picture. So now we know that it's just tax prep season. I want to talk to you about the steps that you can take to help yourself get through this time of the year with the least amount of grief and hopefully the most amount of money. So the first step is collecting your documents. Okay, I'm pretty old school here, but there are a lot of ways you could do it. I just take a big envelope and I write taxes on it. And every time I get a document that says tax document enclosed, I throw it in the envelope and on the front of the envelope, I write what's in there. So I get like W-2, 1099s, real estate taxes, investment statement taxes, my end of the year, money into the retirement account, blah, blah, blah. I put all that stuff in the envelope. I write on the front of the envelope what's in the envelope. Now, by February 15th, I should have almost everything I need in that envelope, but I like to give it a couple of days because if you have investments other than retirement account investments, brokerage firms have until the 15th of February to put that in the mail. And frankly, that is when they mail it out, February 15th. But by February 20th, unless you have something really funky going on in your investment life, you should have all of your tax documents by then. Once you have everything, the next thing you do, I encourage you to take out last year's tax return. And I want you to look at it. Whether you had your tax return prepared or you prepared it yourself last year, I want you to look at it and determine whether or not, based on the change of the tax law, you were able to itemize or whether or not you filed the new standard deduction. Now, what I think is really interesting and I think most people don't understand is that in that change, if you are filing the standard return, your tax preparation work just got significantly simpler. And this is something like 70% of all Americans are going to be able to file a tax return this year without itemizing and not lose any of the benefit they would have had by itemizing. And in fact, they might actually have a bigger benefit by taking advantage of the standard deduction. So what's that mean? Well, that means that 70% of us could consider whether or not we want to do the taxes ourselves. Oh, I can just hear my CPA friends grumbling and rolling over going, no, I mean, don't tell them that. But frankly, you know, being a financial advisor, my job is to help clients save money and not everybody should do their own taxes. But if you're filing a standard tax return, you are one of those people right off the top that should be considering whether or not it makes sense to file your own returns or to have somebody else provide them. Well, KT, you might be asking, how would I know if I should file a standard return or I should itemize it? Well, you have all those envelopes there. So the first thing you need to ask yourself is last year, very different financially from this year. Have I changed jobs? Have I sold property? Have I bought property? Do I have a lot of investment gains and losses? Is there some reason why it's more complicated or is this year kind of like last year? If you filed the standard return last year after your accountant looked at the differences between itemizing and filing the standard, and you really haven't changed much this year, then the chances are excellent that you too could file your standard deduction return this year. And guess what? You might even be able to do that 
for free or nearly free. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about how you do this online. So then the question becomes, why would we pay an accountant if we could file a standard deduction by ourselves? Some people don't want to spend the time. They don't even want to learn it. They're like, listen, I don't want to spend time figuring out how to do that. Easier to pay my accountant. And you know, there are a lot of things that I pay for that I could do myself. Like I know a lot of people that have a housekeeper come in and clean their house. I know people that use grocery store apps that send the groceries to the house. Nobody says that you're smart enough to know how to do that. Maybe you should do your own grocery shopping. Does anybody in the world really need a personal shopper? Or is it just that people want a personal shopper? So it's not about, could I figure it out on my own? It's, will I figure it out on my own? Will I do it in the amount of time I am willing to spend? And is my money, you know, what's more valuable, my time or my money? I think that's going to determine whether or not you see an accountant, even if you're filing a standard return. How much of my deductions do I need to have in order to not bother filing an itemized deduction return? This year, the number goes up for married people filing jointly, $24,400. So what does that mean? That means that all of your deductions, if they don't exceed $24,400, you are better off filing standard. The number for single people is 12,200. And if you're over 65, you actually get a higher deduction. So married jointly over 65, 25,700. Or single over 65, 13,850. So if you don't have a lot of deductions, the first thing you can say is based on my deductions, I am filing standard or itemized. Now, let's say you still want to have your taxes done by somebody, but you know it's going to be standard. Then my recommendation is you use a tax preparer service like a Liberty Tax or an H&R Block Office, but you probably don't need a CPA. And let's face it, the more education, the more the cost. Now, let's say you've had the same accountant for 25 years and you're not changing. You're just going to write that check. That's okay, too. You just have to know that you could have done it yourself, and that's okay. You're choosing not to just like I'm choosing not to scrub my own toilets every other week. Your call, your money, you choose. Now, here's what I'll say to you. If money is your problem and not time, and you want to get the work done and you can't, you know, you want to make sure that you don't pay any more for that than you absolutely have to, then you want to think about online services first. So the first thing is, if you go to irs.gov, and you have income less than $69,000, you can actually file for free right on their website. Free, you say? Free? Free is a financial term that I like. Let's define free without cost. I love that. Now, let's say you've got a couple questions. If your income is under $56,000 a year, you can actually use a service called VITA. Volunteer Income Tax Assistance Program. It's a government-sponsored program where you can get free tax advice and questions answered about your taxes or about tax preparation. Also subsidized from the government. Let's say your income's higher than that, but you're just not sure how you put everything in and you're going to try to do it online, but you're just not sure. I actually went to YouTube and kind of put in there tax preparation. Let me tell you, there are multiple online tax preparation tutorials 
right on YouTube, by the way. Free. There's that word again, free. But let's say you're going to buy the software. Your income is over 69000 You need to make some decision about the software. We're still on the do-it-yourself side right now. We're not talking about the accountant yet. We're talking about if you do it yourself. You could use different software. There are a lot of different providers, but by far the most popular and the most often used is TurboTax. Now, the interesting thing about TurboTax and actually about all these tax packages is they have like a sliding scale. You need one form, it costs this. You need a second form, it costs that. Their basic costs run, you know, when you think about it all together, like you've got a personal return and you've got a schedule or you're filing the standard return, you know, you could spend as little as 20 or $30 or you could spend as much as $200, maybe even a little bit more than that. It just depends upon what you're trying to buy. But the thing you got to know about filing your taxes electronically and using the software is that TurboTax is famous for raising their fees in March. Guess why? American procrastinators will spend more. Yes, you have until April 15th, but it will cost you more if you do it after March 1st. So if you're really trying to save the most amount of money for yourself and prepare your own taxes, you want to think about March 1st. A cheaper product to consider is Tax Act. It's not only cheaper for most and free for some, but it has very good pricing around software for, you know, my solo entrepreneur buddies. My solopreneurs might have a little job or a side hustle where they're doing something and they're making some extra money. They need to file self-employed taxes or Schedule C if you're a sole proprietorship. But, you know, these aren't big businesses. These are just, you know, small side businesses. By the way, the tax prep for these little businesses they can get pretty expensive in an accountant's office. So if your business is pretty straightforward, this is something that you could do with a software like Tax Act, where you put in your expenses and your liabilities and your income and you add it, you know, you put it all in and the, and the form calculates it. Really terrific for companies like small businesses, even S-corps or family farms. The average cost of a self-employed return is about $125 for federal and state. That would be on top of the personal return unless it was a, a solo practitioner. So again, you can get this done for significantly less. If you're a business owner, one of the things I love about it is this actually forces you to figure out the finances of your business. Something I think is a big miss for most business owners. They want to grow the business, run the business. They want to be the star of their own little world. But when it comes down to figuring out whether or not they're actually making money doing what they're doing, they're really not paying any attention to it at all. Doing your own tax prep, especially in the beginning, forces you to get to know the numbers of your business, and it will help you become better financially in your business as you grow. Now, at some point, the business gets complex. There are a lot of things going on, and you only have so much time. These are for very successful business people where it's just better to have a professional do it for a number of reasons, time, and the fact that you can send them to the IRS if you get audited to explain how your return was done. But if you've got a small business and you're, you know, you really want to be on top of the finances of your business, producing your own tax return is one of the ways that you'll know 
how you're paying attention to your business and understanding the numbers that move your business forward or hold your business back. Now, there are a bunch of different other softwares out there. All you have to do is Google it and they all pop up. I just thought I'd cover a couple that are most popular out there in the marketplace today. So what you want to know is if I do my taxes myself, whether I buy software or not, the average cost is going to run anywhere between free and $125. So it's not uncommon to spend $50 or $70 getting your taxes done, especially if you have to itemize, because there are other documents that you have to produce. If you have investments that are not inside your IRA, you have to be able to account for those and details those buys and sells. They charge you for that extra form. So the more complicated your return is, the more likely it is that you won't save as much doing it online. But let's say you decide to hire somebody. And let me tell you, there are all kinds of options out there. There is the fully branded, experienced CPA. And then there's the qualified tax preparer. And then there's your brother-in-law. So what could you expect to spend? Well, if you're going to hire a tax professional, not your brother-in-law, you are going to have to expect to pay this person. The minimum runs about $100. The average runs about $216. Those are for people filing the basic tax return. So let's say you just want to get the work done by somebody else and you don't want to pay for it. You're filing the standard return. Cheapest might be $100. Average might be $216. Let's say you're itemizing your expenses. Now that average goes up to about $350. 60% of people who pay a tax advisor do so because they perceive the time to be too cumbersome or the work to be too complex. Now, let's say before 2018, you used to be that person that used to itemize and you had to keep all your slips for this and that and the other thing. But now all of a sudden you're filing the standard return. It's really short and you think, but I've had the same relationship with my accountant forever. Do I just dump them? Because a lot of times we get like secondary advice and information from our accountant that somebody that really knows what we're doing financially. There are all kinds of accountants out there. I know I have a great CPA who I call when I have questions and he calls me back. And I got to tell you, another person would charge me by the phone call. So he charges me a little bit more during tax season and I don't care because I get other things over the course of the year that I also get to use. And I have kind of a few things going on. I don't know if you've noticed. So I need somebody who actually can be a good resource for me about advice, not just tax prep. But if you're filing the standard return now and you've always used an accountant in the past and you like your accountant, my question should you ask your accountant is, Given that I'm filing the standard return now, what will my fee schedule be? Shocker. Just ask. They are doing less work. Now, here's what I'll say to you. I audit what my clients pay for things. And I got to tell you, the bills didn't really go down last year. Now, last year was the first year of the new law. So there was a lot of comparing where they were and where they are. But now going forward, If my client's filing standard and they're not bringing in all those little forms for the, you know, I brought $500 to the Salvation Army. I wrote a check for $100 for this charity because they're not itemizing anymore. There's no tracking of all of that. And they're just filing a pretty straightforward return. My expectations would be the cost of the return would go down. 
But what I'll say to you is, I don't think that's actually happening. But maybe you should ask your accountant. If we're doing the standard deduction now, can I expect that my tax bill, my tax preparation bill will go down? Get less, pay less. Right? I don't know, but you don't get anything if you don't ask. Last thing I want to tell you about today is this idea of paying your tax fee out of your coming up refund, which by the way, is them getting paid right away and you having to wait, but that's okay. And getting your refund advance. Now, I would like to say that everybody in the world is a really, really good saver and has the money to wait for the refund check. However, I know some of you don't. And what I'll say to you is if you are the people that are filing and getting rapid refund for which you're paying in order to get your money now, one of the things you could do this year is really think about what it is you're doing so that next year this isn't you. What's the cost of getting the refund now? Well, a lot of times you get it on a debit card. And the problem is the fees on those debit cards are crazy, like $5 every time you use it or interest rate fees. And so what I'll say to you is you need to understand what rapid refund is costing you and ask yourself why you're giving that money away. Now, if you file early, they say, you know, the IRS says something like you'll get your tax money back in 20 days most of the time. Here's what I'll say to you, 20 days, a month, five or six weeks. This is about planning. Do I need it right away? Everybody wants the money in their hand today versus money in the future. But how much is that going to cost me to get that money today? Only you can answer whether or not it's worth it. But that's a question to ask yourself. Because if you have debt that you're paying off with it and you're paying high interest on that debt, then yes, pay a little bit to get the money and put it against the debt at a higher rate. Sure. But if I'm just going to stick it in my bank account where I'm earning zero or nearly zero, no. So really think about that. File your return electronically. It's very quick now. If you're filing standard, it is super quick to turn that money around and give up the idea of the one last chance for them to reduce the amount of money that you actually get. Last thing you should know. If you're paying for your tax prep out of your tax return, the chances are good you're paying more for that service than you realize. Now, why is that? Well, because their fees are usually a little higher because they know that you won't have to write them a check. Remember, this is your money. You worked hard all last year for it. If you're due a tax return, this is money that you overpaid to the government that they got to borrow for free all year. Don't let anybody else take any more of it before you get to call it yours. Good luck this season until we speak again. Thanks for listening to KT's Money Matters with KT Thomas. For more information, past episodes, and show notes, go to www.ktsmoneymatterspodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe and recommend it at iTunes, Overcast, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.